0: simply abundant intuitive hour for overthinkers who are finally ready to move from their heads to their hearts for more connected relationships and a fulfilling life here's tracy crossley hey there hi there hello there we are back for another episode this is number 388 yeah we're gonna hit 400 this year hard to believe But that is 12 podcasts away, which means six weeks away, so probably sometime in October. All righty then. I did the math. Yay! Okay. Anyways, uh, here we are, and this is the working title. I know I'm dysfunctional. (laughs) I can't say words with syllables anymore. Beyond one syllable. All right, let me try that again. I know I'm dysfunctional, so now what? Why, hello there, and welcome. (laughs) Yeah, so you want to prove to yourself that nothing will actually help you on a subconscious level. Okay, like subconsciously, it's like nothing ever works for me. I can listen to all these podcasts. I'm still fucked up. (laughs) I'm just kidding, or whatever, right? (laughs) I can go to therapy for 20 years or yeah, because here's the thing. I hear this all the time. Great, Tracy. I know I'm dysfunctional. I know I'm a victim. I know I'm doing things as I'm doing them. And I'm recognizing it. Yes, intellectually, you are. But I can't seem to stop it. I do what you say on this podcast. I'm still in hell. Um. So hey, real quick. This is why I have other programs to help people. Hello, So, you know, of course, that's the thing to say, right? Because I'll get these emails and I'm like, okay, that's great. But yeah, there are programs. So, you know, I have things other than the podcast. I have a lot of other things. Anyway, that's not the point here. So, you are not interested in changing unless it directly takes you out of the pain you are in. You know, like a leprechaun showing up with a pot of gold kind of thing. Like, oh, here's your gold. You're not broke anymore. Oh, awesome. Thank you. So, Many people will also say, I tried to stop it, but then I find I'm angry, right? And then I say, to stop what? What are you trying to stop with your dysfunction? Or perhaps you're trying to stop someone else's perceived dysfunction. I don't know what it is you're trying to stop, but I'm guessing that's what you're trying to stop. Then they believe they're admitting to me this little thing, which is they'll say, The truth is, you know, I'm angry and then I just keep falling deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole of feeling bad about myself and that nothing is changing in my life. Again, there is this passive idea that things will change or it is equating the mental analysis with thinking you are changing things when it changes nothing. Like you read another book and you think you're on cloud nine because you think you found the fucking answer again because it works for a few days and then you need something to numb the pain because then I'll hear from people. I still feel stuck with my shitty feelings and my inability to stop my crappy behavior. And I feel like such a victim still. Like I see it, I know it, and you're telling me to feel my feelings and I'm feeling my fucking feelings, Tracy, and I don't feel any different. (laughs) Right? And then it's, I don't know how to break this pattern because I have so much fear that if I stop, then there'll be nothing and I'm afraid I'll be nothing. And so something is better than nothing. And that is why you feel like a freaking victim because until you're willing to break a pattern... Or do something different, nothing's going to change. You know, it's not going to change. You can be in the situation you're in, and you can keep working on doing this stuff as far as intellectualizing it, and then maybe even feeling your feelings, your, you know, let's say your reactionary feelings, right? You're reacting to the situation you're in or reacting to the fact that you feel like a victim, So you're not getting deeper, you're not getting to the deeper feelings, and you're not challenging yourself with emotionally risky action. And so, of course, what the fuck is going to change? Nothing. So, and I don't say it to be a jerk, I'm just saying that's the truth. So here's an example. You're in an affair with someone, or you're with someone who has a lot of obstacles in spending time to be with you. So you're constantly pissed and in a tug of war and you can't let go. You can't move forward. A lot of your time is spent arguing and wondering if your relationship's ever going to be what you want, of course. And at the same time, you're totally stuck. You can't let go. And that makes you what? Makes you feel victimized and bad, even knowing that you're not treating yourself well. Doesn't make a difference. It does on the one level because that's where you berate yourself. But on another level, you just stay stuck here as a victim or some other dysfunction. And it's easier to complain than to take action. Something is better than nothing, so you stay here loving up your victimhood. Yep, you are, and it leaves you with nothing, even though you feel it is something. Breadcrumbs are what I call it, because especially when you're in a situation that you feel you cannot get out of, okay, because you are attached, you're stuck, whatever the hell it is, okay? Attached, stuck, same thing, right? And you don't want to go deeper and you don't want to break your patterns and you don't want to change anything as far as taking emotionally risky action, then you are loving your victimhood because folks, here's the deal. Every position we have, victimhood or, you know, being on the drama triangle, right? Victim, persecutor, rescuer. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can refer to an old podcast, just pop in a search. I have a lot of them. Anyways, so we do not as human beings do things going, yes, it's all about suffering. No, we do things because there's still a benefit in the position. So being a victim gives you a certain benefit in this situation, this example that I'm giving, okay? You want to look at that and you have to accept that it is so much more, you know, we're pretty smart beings here. Okay. So our subconscious is pretty fucking crafty. And then our conscious mind on top of it. So we don't even understand on a certain level why we do what we do. But a lot of times it's, I don't want to give up the something to have nothing, right? So there's a benefit. And also in victimhood, it gives you in your mind, possibly the right to complain or the right to be pissed off or the right to have feelings, because some of us disowned our feelings at an early age. So it's another way of going, well, I have feelings, but they're not necessarily, again, those deeper feelings. They're more of a reaction. Okay, what's the call to action? Here it is. You are going to have to stop suffering, feel your pain and take different action to break the cycle of victimhood by doing. So I'm going to talk about me. But what's really funny is when I was putting this outline together, I was actually contemplating a client in their story, because there's so many of them, as far as stories. I mean, I probably could just talk about all my stories, every podcast, but I want to share the glory. (laughs) And there's enough stories that have been provided. In fact, I, um, you know, I I will sometimes tell people, "Ah, you gave me the idea for a, a podcast, you know. Um, or I will say that, you know, social media or a client or what have you. Like I'll take a note real quick, like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do something on that, because it'll click for me that there's more juice to the story, right? Okay, anyways, enough of that. So so it's a story around seeing behavior and things that I do and have done in my life as a long thread tangled throughout. So <clears throat> I'm hoping I won't get too convoluted with this because it was a discovery that I made. Um in my own life. And what I found fascinating is how this long thread, as all things, you know, when you really have an epiphany on a deeper level, you're going to see a thread that goes from like childhood, all the way up to the current moment, and you're going to see this thread and different knots in it or whatever, but all these things connecting certain events, because they're all based on the same belief that you've had the same perception that you've had of situations and your place in it. And that is always enlightening, right? Like, I love those epiphanies. And then, you know, if I'm fortunate, like in this one, I actually started writing it down so that I could remember the nuances of it. Um, And, you know, it fell away. It's just so crazy. It's so crazy. It's so crazy ever since I had this. And it was like, oh, my God, it opened up a whole other world. And I love that shit. Okay. So anyways, here we are. So the story. And with the thread, right? So I see that I couldn't stop being a victim. And I think in some ways I was recognizing when it came to certain areas that I've been working on in the last few months of myself that where I still had some victim issues was dun, da, 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 around my mother. <gasps> right? Oh, shakaroonie. Okay. So, <laughs> anyways, there's a lot of layers to uh, to parents, okay? a lot of layers, because they were our original caregivers, and they helped to shape how we see the world. And that was pretty much my epiphany, was to the degree that I didn't see it at this deeper level. Now I do. So I'm going to explain what I'm talking about. So anyways, saying the whole victim thing, like I don't ever like to say that about myself, because I really do what I can with my awareness of myself, and where I find myself to not victimize myself. But that relationship was one, obviously, growing up where I felt that way all the time. So trying to break some of these threads we have are difficult, okay? And it has to do with, as a kid, how you see things. So anyways, um, if you listen to anybody else or read their books, you know, that are talking about self-awareness and self-help, if they don't have moments like I'm talking about, you know, this kind of shit, you know, where they go, oh, I found I was a victim recently or whatever. If they don't admit that, then I'm going to tell you they're full of shit. They're not a human being. They're an alien. I don't know. <laughs> they're from the planet, you know, that doesn't exist in the solar system, Pluto, right? It's not a planet anymore. So I don't know. <laughs> you know like Whatever that is, that is bullshit. Okay. They're a human being still. So I will say for me, it's not the same feelings as being entrenched in victimhood like I used to be and struggling to move through it. And just know when you get to a certain place with this kind of work and really working with your feelings, um, you experience yourself differently. You don't get as stuck and you don't get stuck in the same ways. And so it's hard because this is so esoteric to describe. Anyways, you experience more than anything rather than thinking you experience. You experience whatever is in the moment. You don't fight it. So all right. I am going off this story, but I wanted to give you some uh, idea of what I mean about victim in this situation. So I recognize that, you know, my mom was a driving force when I was a kid because I was around her more than I was around my dad, right? Because she was a stay at home mom and he was working all the time. So my mother just wanted things to be her way all the time. And she was pissed off most of the time because things weren't her way it's what I remember. And perhaps her view would be different. You know, that's the thing. It was my experience. And that's what's emblazoned in my brain. And that's how it is for all of us. Okay. Our experience was our experience. However, someone else experienced it. That's their story, right? You have yours, they have theirs. Not that you don't want your story to change. But in this case, I absolutely do. So anyways, You don't have a choice when you're a kid because no one's told you that you do, and you feel trapped at times like a victim most of the time, and that's how I felt. And so the fucked up part was when I realized how my rebelling against my mother or even trying to placate her didn't change the fact that I still felt like a victim, and I saw her as the persecutor in which I kept waiting for her to rescue me most of my life. You know, it was only the last few years where I was like, that's never going to happen. Never going to happen. And you need to stop working at it like it is. So I've gone way beyond that at this point. I don't expect her to rescue me. And on a certain level, if I'm really honest, the thing I'm trying to say is I still felt victimized by my feelings about her and her choices to some degree. And even though I could see myself feeling this way, it didn't change anything. I saw what my perception of life was that I had built since I was a kid. And the message in my family is you were a victim who needed to be rescued. That's kind of like the family mantra right? A lot of society has this because we live in a drama triangle society. So whatever wasn't going to go your way was the persecutor. It was like bad or good. That's what my childhood was like. Bad or good. No in between. That's it. So with seeing this for myself, it's a different level of feeling. So this thread that connected this whole victim position and the victim position my family felt, things happened to you you had no control, you had to be perfect or good or, you you know, the shit was going to hit the fan, and here I was always trying to be on the good side and not the bad side, and then I'd end up on the bad side, and then I'd end up rebelling, and I mean, just, you know, it was just on and on. So, anyways, the thing in recognizing that I worked so hard to be this person subconsciously, okay, the person that my mother portrayed, I worked subconsciously, all right, to be what I was supposed to be, which was her, right? Because she's an example. Oh, this is how you live life. Oh, this person here who's suffering and angry and a victim. This is how you live. Not to say that she never was happy. I'm not going to say she was just miserable 24-7, but it was what as a kid is stronger to you is the negative because our brains are built for survival. So negative is about survival, right? Because you have to be suspicious to believe that the saber toothed tiger is in the bush over there. All right. So that's why you're more honed into it, especially if you don't have unconditional love right there with it. All right. So anyways, I hope this is making sense. I'm trying to explain this in a lot of detail so that it hopefully makes more sense. So anyways, so that was her idea, right? And I was trying to be that victim like her. And at the same time, consciously, I was doing everything in my power not to be her at all, (laughs) right? So consciously, don't want that. No, thank you. Uh Uh-uh. Subconscious is picking it up for survival techniques going, oh, this is how you survive in this world. So I better be this way. So because I thought her rules were the rules of the world, right? I thought this was you do what she says because that's how life is. So we all grew up with these rules of the world to varying degrees, and it's really our parents' world, okay, that we are growing up in. So I felt I was wrong all the time and that somehow whatever she thought or she said was right, I did not want to be wrong, but I did not think she was right, okay, consciously. But again, subconsciously, something said she was right and I was wrong. Therefore, I grew up and continued with trying to create her world, uh, because she did it right and I did it wrong. And this was subconscious. This is my whole point with this whole podcast is that the shit is subconscious, right? Ugh. So here you are subconsciously sabotaging yourself while consciously going, why the fuck aren't things working? Because you have to look at your subconscious perspective of the world, right? And so using, like me, I'm using her rules to live by as some barometer and that kept me in a victimized, limited place when it comes to my feelings about her, too. Like I said, she's not going to rescue me. It just mattered when I looked at how I perceived myself when it comes to her, that this broke open a whole other perspective in a way that set me free from her in this tiny shit world I lived in with the view. Like, I really saw so clearly how, oh my God, I've been existing in someone else's world my whole life. And I don't want that world. Not that I can run from that world, but of course, I have to work now, and, and, you know, I have been on breaking these limitations, and that really comes through surrender and acceptance and allowing. So, you know, looking back and going on about how she was treating me and how I was wrong or bad when I did not cooperate with her version of life, it made me become a perfectionist because I thought, oh my God, if I don't cooperate with her version of life, I'm going to fail at life, right? So I became a perfectionist and a people pleaser and tried to be somebody I wasn't so that I wouldn't get in trouble. But unfortunately, that also meant that I paid attention to the things that would piss her off or not. And also meant that I carried that shit forward without even knowing it, like subconsciously, that's what I carried forward. So and consciously, it was always trying to change things and making sure I didn't end up like her and making sure I didn't do things like she did. So it's like a battle, right? Because it's how you see the world versus how you want the world, or, or how the world isn't really because it's not a reality, that subconscious idea that you picked up from your parents is not really the reality that was their version of it. And so it was this huge epiphany that I had around this and how I was still victimized by it. And um and the feelings that I would have about her and what it allowed me to do is to move into a more I don't want to say understanding, but more understanding, more, you know, somebody doesn't have self-awareness, they don't have self-awareness, right? And I can't have an expectation that that would ever change. So I had to stop the victimization of myself at all in the present moment. And I had to look at myself with a lot of new awareness. And that, my friends, is how you get to changing the dysfunction. You see it, you own it, and you take action. So when you can see how your subconscious is playing out this formula over here, then you can see what the hell you're doing and how you're creating it in the first place. Okay? Meanwhile, consciously, you're not going to fight yourself. But what you're going to do is you're going to be able to change that dysfunction. When you can see that root of where it comes from. That's why I have programs to help people, people. (laughs) So the happy ending is I don't bitch and moan. I do what scares me. It's, um, I have a different known and I can move into the unknown even more right? I don't feel so stuck. Because to me, fuck victimhood for me. Because when I find myself struggling with something or at all, it points to here, you know, this is the kind of shit that has to do with the world perception, which is on a subconscious level, and you need to change it in me. So now, when I'm with my mother in the future, and I'm reminded of her victimhood, and that's her perspective how life happens, I'm not even going to personalize it at all, because I don't feel like that is here anymore, at least that part of it that's hers, not mine. And I'm sure her views were not hers either. They were probably her mother's and her father's, right? So again, we consciously have the ability to change some of this when we're conscious of it. But when we're unconscious to it, that's a bitch and a half. And that's what I'm talking about. And that's why you can see your dysfunction. But to actually take the emotionally risky action to go through it and allow it and surrender and all the stuff I talk about, that's hard stuff to do. Call to action. You're going to have to stop suffering, feel your pain, and take different action to break the cycle of victimhood by doing. Why is this important? Well, it's important because if you prefer ruminating and feeling like shit and having the same crap keep happening over and over in your life without any sort of internal control, then it's going to matter to you because you want to change it. You want to change from victim to hero in your life, and it's not a mental thing. It's to really have a sense of awareness and taking that different action. It's to have an awareness that you've got part of you plotting how to stay a victim, and the other part of you wants you to be a hero. So it's not just feeling your damn feelings, okay? It's more than that. You have to take action. All right. So I know what you're thinking, though. That's so hard, and how in the hell am I ever going to be okay if the chances I take don't turn out? That's too scary. They will turn out. They will turn out because they will change your life in a different way. It will be uncomfortable because it's the unknown, and that will be scary. It doesn't scare the shit out of you. Maybe, maybe not that's where life is, not in the known. So the bottom line is, if you don't change it, you're just going to move through life as one big fat victim. And that's pretty much what you're going to do. And you're not going to be able to stop feeling the way you do because your stories are going to keep telling you that you're indeed a person with no power. And it will feel bad and you'll be stuck in the feelings of victimhood for the rest of your life and dysfunction junction would remain your town. Okay. I'm not saying that it's going to be to that degree, but any degree that you won't take any action and have that awareness of yourself and what's really going on inside, then you're just standing as a big obstacle in your own road, okay? Or on your own road. Tips, I've got four. One, recognize where you ruminate. Two, when you see where you ruminate and the stories you create, stay with feeling it and ask where you're coming from on a deeper level. You want to know what the subconscious bullshit is. And it'll probably relate back to childhood like I just explained. All right. Number three, you're going to need some help doing this. So whether it's therapy or getting into one of my programs or someone else's programs, um, you know, you can't see the shit on your own and you need help doing it. If you don't want to get professional help, get a friend, you know, somebody. Number four, every time you ruminate, you need to get deeper to what it is that's motivating you, and then you need to take risky action, which usually is going to be the opposite of whatever your subconscious belief is about how the world is. You're going to fly right in the face of it, and then by flying in the face of it, you're going to see that it isn't true, okay? So you need to take action. That's going to upset the apple cart, guys, because that's really where it's going to change that dysfunction that you can't seem to break. All right, call to action again. You're going to have to stop suffering, feel your pain, and take different action to break the cycle of victimhood by doing. You have a universal right. You have the right to keep living in dysfunction, junction, or get used to taking emotionally risky action. Move your ass to the pain and deal. Have courage. Two related podcasts, number 196, is there a martyr victim in your life? And the other one, Journey of Attachment, How Stories Hold Us in Victimhood. And you can just pop that in as a Google search and it'll come up. All right. So or whatever search iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you're on. All right. So thank you. Always. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for all of you listening and for all of you who've shared it with other people. I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. I'm very appreciative. And if you have questions and uh, maybe you have a topic, too you can go ahead and send it to podcast at tracycrossley.com and I will answer it on my Facebook Live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. So if you want more help with where you are, I suggest you hop on over to my website, tracycrossley.com. I have tons of programs for all different levels of income, so don't let that stop you because really, if you can do something for yourself right now, I highly suggest it because to me, the value of living your life in a way where you feel control over your emotional state is a beautiful place to be, rather than having everything and everybody in control of it. All right, you guys, you take care, and I will be talking to you next time. Bye-bye. To find out more about Tracy and her podcast, visit tracycrossley.com. That's where you can sign up for her newsletter or a discovery session. The website, again, is Tracy Crossley dot com.